We have breaking news, folks. Francis has released his motu proprio, stripping Samorum Pontificum of the liberties granted in that document to priests to say the traditional Latin Mass without need of permission from their bishops, and returned all authority over the TLM back to the local ordinary under the governance of the particular dicastery in Rome that now has the authority over the traditional Mass. Previously, Samorum Pontificum allowed a priest to say the traditional liturgy as long as they're properly trained to do it without any permission needed from the bishop. That has changed. This document clearly is meant to corral the growth of the Latin Mass. Here are a couple of noteworthy items. First, no mention of priests being required to con-celebrate the new Mass explicitly. However, authority is granted to the bishops to manage the 1962 liturgy to such a degree that they can mandate the new Mass being said by the priests of the FSSP or other groups. Two, no new traditional priestly fraternities are to be founded. Full stop. Unless I read that wrong, they do not permit any new or, uh, priestly fraternities for the traditional liturgy and traditional rites of the church to be founded. Three, and this is key, all priests must affirm the validity of the Novus Ordo Missae, Vatican II, and magisterial authority of the pontiffs, and all the rest of the post-conciliar era works. Think of this as sort of a sort of an oath in support of modernism as opposed to the oath against modernism. And this will be a stumbling block for many priests, since many of them reject categorically the reforms of Vatican II and the new mass. You can hear their homilies over at Census Fidelium. They're mostly they're not you know, he doesn't publish SSPX homilies over there. And I've heard FSSP priests admit as much that this would be a stumbling block for them, though they've never said it in public. Again, how will this affirmation be handled? It'll be in the hands of each bishop, and some will almost certainly require con-celebration of the new Mass as a public sign of unity. Fourth, it appears that no new parochial parishes for the traditional liturgy are to be permitted, and if I'm reading that right, that would mean you're not going to get in any new FSSP parishes in your town. But again, this is all in the hands of the bishop as well, so you're going to hear a lot of analysis by this from very knowledgeable folks over the coming weekend and probably into the next few days. So that's going to be worth paying very close attention to. The underlying current here is anti-rigidity, which is just code for anyone who doesn't want to go along with the liturgical so-called reforms and the theological reforms. Clearly, this will require deeper analysis, but the document is linked to the show notes at returntotradition.org. But my initial read is that this isn't good at all, that this is the first of a thousand cuts against the traditional liturgy, and that all dissent from the new Mass and its nouveau theologie is to be squashed. As Massimo Fascioli said, we can have our 16th century liturgy, but not our 16th century theology. I'll try to have a link to the show notes post in the pinned comment for you to read, and I'll plan to have a deeper dive in this in the coming days. But until then, please pray for the church. We're entering into new territory here, folks, and it's going to get interesting. So what follows is the full text of Francis's motu proprio. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria. Apostolic letter issued motu proprio by the Supreme Pontiff Francis. Traditionis custodes on the use of the Roman liturgy prior to the reform of 1970. Guardians of the tradition, the bishops in communion with the Bishop of Rome, constitute the visible principle and foundation of the unity of their particular churches. Under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, 
through the proclamation of the gospel, and by means of the celebration of the Eucharist, they govern the particular churches entrusted to them. In order to promote the concord and unity of the church, with paternal solicitude towards those who in any region adhere to liturgical reforms antecedent to the reform willed by Second Vatican Council, my venerable predecessors, St. John Paul II and Benedict XVI, granted and regulated the faculty to use the Roman Missal edited by John XXIII in 1962. In this way, they intended to, quote, facilitate the ecclesial communion of those Catholics who feel attached to some earlier liturgical forms, end quote, and not to others. In line with the initiative of my venerable predecessor, Benedict XVI, to invite the bishops to assess the application of the motu proprio Samorum Pontificum three years after its publication, the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith carried out a detailed consultation of the bishops in 2020. The results have been carefully considered in light of the experience that has matured during these years. At this time, having considered the wishes expressed by the Episcopate and having heard the opinion of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, I now desire, with this apostolic letter, to press on ever more in the constant search for ecclesial communion. Therefore, I have considered it appropriate to establish the following. Article 1. The liturgical books promulgated by St. Paul VI and St. John Paul II in conformity with the decrees of the Second Vatican Council are the unique expression of the Lex Orandi of the Roman Rite. Article 2. It belongs to the diocesan bishop as moderator, promoter, and guardian of the whole liturgical life of the particular church entrusted to him to regulate the liturgical celebrations of his diocese. Therefore, it is his exclusive competence to authorize the use of the 1962 Roman Missal in his diocese, according to the guidelines of the Apostolic See. Article 3. The bishop of the diocese in which, until now, there exists one or more groups that celebrate according to the Missal antecedent to the reform of 1970. Subsection 1. Is to determine that these groups do not deny the validity and the legitimacy of the liturgical reform, dictated by Vatican Council II and Magisterium of the Supreme Pontiffs. Subsection 2. It is to designate one or more locations where the faithful adherents of these groups may gather for the Eucharistic celebration, not, however, in the parochial churches and without the erection of new personal parishes. 3. To establish at the designated locations the days on which Eucharistic celebrations are permitted using the Roman Missal, promulgated by St. John Twenty-Third in 1962. In these celebrations, the readings are proclaimed in the vernacular language using translations of the sacred scripture, approved for liturgical use by respective Episcopal conferences. Subsection 4 to appoint a priest who, as delegate of the bishop, is entrusted with these celebrations and with the pastoral care of these groups of the faithful. The priest should be suited for this responsibility, skilled in the use of the Massale Romanum, antecedent to the reform of 1970, possess a knowledge of the Latin language sufficient for a thorough comprehension of the rubrics and liturgical texts, and be animated by a lively pastoral charity and by a sense of ecclesial communion. This priest should have at heart not only the correct celebration of the liturgy, but also the pastoral and spiritual care of the faithful. 5. To proceed suitably to verify that the parishes canonically erected for the benefit of these faithful are effective for their spiritual growth, and to determine whether or not to retain them. 6. To take care not to authorize the establishment of new groups. Article 4. Priests ordained after the publication of the present motu proprio who wish to celebrate using the Massale Romanum 
1962, should submit a formal request to the diocesan bishop who shall consult the apostolic see before granting his authorization. Article 5. Priests who already celebrate according to the Missale Romanum of 1962 should request from the diocesan bishop the authorization to continue to enjoy this faculty. Article 6. Institutes of Consecrated Life and Societies of Apostolic Life, erected by the Pontifical Commission Ecclesia Dei, fall under the competence of the Congregation for Institutes of Consecrated Life and Societies for Apostolic Life. Article 7. The Congregation for Divine Worship and the Discipline of the Sacraments and the Congregation for Institutes of Consecrated Life and Societies of Apostolic Life, for matters of their particular competence, exercise the authority of the Holy See with respect to the observance of these provisions. Article 8. Previous norms, instructions, permissions, and customs that do not conform to the provisions of the present motu proprio are abrogated. Everything that I have declared in the apostolic letter in the form of the motu proprio, I order to be observed in all its parts, anything else to the contrary notwithstanding, even if worthy of particular mention, and I establish that it be promulgated by way of publication in La Servitor Romano, entering immediately in force, and subsequently that it be published in the official commentary of the Holy See, Acta Apostolica Seris. Given at Rome, at St. John Lateran, on the 16th of July, 2021, the liturgical memorial of Our Lady of Mount Carmel in the ninth year of our pontificate, Francis.